So uh, for the beginning of what I'm going to share, I'd like to bring us back to the time when Yeshua was first arrested by the officials and by the high priests and the Pharisees, and he was brought to a place and he was questioned by them, and then he was taken into the office or the residence of Pilate. So we'll go to John 18, and I'll read this through. I like how Pilate is spelled like the current word Pilates, Pilates, because I I do Pilates at least once a week. That means absolutely nothing. But let's read this together. That was a very delayed laugh. So therefore, Pilate entered the praetorium, or his residence, I believe that means, again, and summoned Yeshua and said to him, You are the king of the Jews? Now, depending on where you put the accent on you, it can have different meanings. He may have said, You are the king of the Jews? Which can potentially liken us back to Isaiah 53, which said that there was nothing of his form that we would be attracted to. You are the king of the Jews? Yeshua answered, are you saying this on your own? Or did others tell you about me? A very, very important question for all of us. Because if we acknowledge with our mouths that Yeshua is the king, is that coming from what we believe? Or are we just regurgitating what we heard? It's a very important question. Does it come from what we believe? Or are we just, were we told it but we don't yet believe it? Very important question. Are you saying this on your own or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? In other words, what have you done to deserve this punishment? They want me to kill you. What what did you do? What have you done? Yeshua answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, My servants would be fighting. Boy, I could stop right there, huh? Boy, that statement right there can give us a little pause. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would be fighting. How many of us fight? Maybe the fights that we have aren't of his kingdom. Maybe that's what he's saying. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. Now, isn't that interesting? You would think that that's a good thing, right? I mean, you have, he's the leader, he's the messianic leader, he's got his followers, and he's being handed over to be put to death, and you would think that his followers would want to rescue him. That's what a righteous group of followers, political followers would do. We'll follow our leader to death, to the capital. No. I won't get political. My servants would be fighting so that I would not, my servants, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. In other words, if this was of the flesh, if what I'm bringing forth is of the flesh, my, my, my people, my disciples will be, they'll be picking up arms against you if it was not of the kingdom. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore, Pilate said to him, so you are a king. 
Yeshua answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this purpose, I have been born. And for this, I come into the world to testify to the truth. To testify to the truth. To testify to the truth. Everyone who is of, say it with me, the truth. Emmet. Truth. Truth. Everyone who's of truth, who knows the real truth, not the 10,000 other versions of truth, but the truth, listens to my voice. And Pilate said to him, and he asked another very poignant question. Pilate asked him, What is truth? I'll stop the PowerPoint there and just leave that on for the rest of the sermon. What is truth? It's an important question. Val, I love it when Val looks at me when I'm preaching. I remember when I was in college back in 1989, 1990, I was, I was a big fan of the Moody Blues. Anybody hear the Moody Blues? Not everybody heard of the Moody Blues. <laughs> the youngsters haven't heard of the Moody Blues. I was a big Moody Blues fan. And uh, one thing that differentiated the Moody Blues from other bands of the 60s, like the Rolling Stones, for some reason, people thought that the Moody Blues kind of knew the meaning of life. You'd hear interviews for, with uh, the lead singer, Justin Hayward, and he would say, like, people would come over to us. You're like, like, tell us the truth. Like, tell us the truth for some reason. I don't know if it was, it was probably a combination of the psychedelics and the drugs. For some reason, people thought that this band, this one particular band, and this one, these particular songwriters had like this special meaning of really like the reality of the cosmos and what's life really all about and what is truth. And I think that everybody that's not of the kingdom are searching for truth, searching for really what's real, searching for something that's greater than themselves. What really is truth? And it's an, it's an important question that Pilate Asked Yeshua, what, what is truth? People want to know that. People are hungry for it. People thought that Superman was going to guard it or bring it. Truth and justice and the American way. Until that became out of vogue and they literally changed that. Now it's truth, justice, and something else. There's an expression like, what's your, what's your truth? Why? What's your truth? There are books about that. Share your truth. What's your truth? As if truth is something that's subjective. As if truth is something that's negotiable. Like Val's truth might be different from Peter Wiggins' truth. Peter Wiggins has the truth. And you know what? I honor that. I honor the meaning, really, the intent of, like, what's your truth? Or speak your truth. Speak your truth. I honor it. 
I honor it. Because really what it's saying is that, like, don't hold back if you're feeling something. Like, if you are feeling depressed, let it out. Just let people know. Don't just hide and, and cower. You know, and I honor that. I honor that. I honor that people should be honest about how they feel. Speak your truth. But is that the truth that Yeshua was talking about? Is there a truth that's greater than our truth? Is there a truth that's higher? Is there a truth that Adonai wants us to reach for? Is there a truth that's higher than the truth of what we believe? Is there a higher truth than our truth? Or what the world seeks? Or what the world believes to be true? Yeshua said he's the way. And the truth. And the life. Even the Holy Spirit, it says, is called the spirit of truth. Today, the spirit of truth wants you to know that there's a higher truth than the truth that you dwell in, the truth that you live in. There's something greater. And that is where Yeshua is. He is the truth. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. And his vantage point, how he sees your situation, is not always in line with our truth. With our truth. Because if we just dwell in the space of our truth, we have a wall or a ceiling above us that it's hard to penetrate when we don't realize that there's truth that's greater than how we feel. It's a truth that's greater than our experience. There's a way. There's a truth. There's a life. And Adonai wants us to ascend. The Lord wants us to ascend to that truth and not be kind of stuck in our own truth or truth that other people or the world is seeking. You know, the political, well, let's get a political just a little bit. But don't worry, I'll offend everyone. The left wing has their thing called woke. 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 And what's woke mean? Like the root of the woke really means that they're awakened to truths that are under society, that they've peeled off the veneer of society, of government, and they revealed truth about systemic racism, about inequality and injustice that's always been there. But now they, if you're woke, you have the secret knowledge. You have the truth. You have something that other people don't see. You personally have peeled off the veneer of society and government and you really see what's going on. That's what it means in its root to be woke. But you know, the right wing got their own version of it because they pulled off the veneer of society and government. And what are they? They found, you know, deep state, the cabal, you know, and all these things that are happening in government. And then there are people on the right wing like, we really know what's happening. You know, the society doesn't know what's happening. We've peeled off, we've peeled off the veil. We've removed the veil and we see really what's happening in government. You know, it's, they're both polar opposite things, but they're kind of the same thing. It's like this secret society who had this secret truth that really see truth that we, other people don't see. We know the truth of really what's going on. 
We know the truth. We know the truth. Both sides have it. We know the truth. But is that really the truth? Is that really the truth? When Yeshua said he's the way and the truth and the life? He said my people will know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. So here's a question I have about the truth that you're so confident about. Well, I have the truth. Okay, is it setting you free? Or is it keeping you in bondage? And I think a lot of the truths out there keep us in bondage. And I think that's a really good question to ask ourselves. It's kind of a good test. The truth shall set you free. Okay, I feel like I know the truth about something. Okay, is it setting you free? Because if it ain't setting you free, and it's just keeping you enraged and upset and disconnected from everybody else, and everybody that ain't like you is the villain, maybe it's not the truth that Yeshua is talking about. And I don't even need to get political. I don't need to get political about it because it's, it's a really a personal thing. It's a personal thing. My truth, the truth, I can't stop this addictive behavior. That may be true. It got me yesterday. It got me today. It might get me tomorrow. But is there a truth that's higher than our true? Is there a truth that's higher? And there is. The higher truth is that you are more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror through him that loves you. Yeshua has conquered death and now he lives within you. So I don't know if it's going to be a day, a week, a month, a year, a decade. But this thing is going to be conquered because the Bible says I am more than a conqueror. That's truth. That's truth. I know you have your true. But that's truth. I know you have your true. I honor it. I really do. I don't want to diminish it. But there's truth. And there's true. There's truth. And there's true. It's been said here before, the difference. You know, it's, in English, it's sort of the same thing. But I just want you to hear this in spirit, and it's been said here before. There's what's true. And then there's truth. There's what's true. Yeah. It's objective. It's there. It's empirical. I see it. But is it truth? But is it truth? Is it the way Yeshua sees the situation? You know, in a way, I feel the true, true, like em empirical evidence. True. It's true. It's true. Let me tell you something. Doubting Thomas needed evidence. But Yeshua said, blessed are those who believe and don't see. And I believe that's what God is saying today. Blessed are those who believe and don't see. Because Thomas said, I need to see the empirical evidence. I need to put my finger in the hole of his hands. But the truth is that Yeshua is raised. The truth, no matter what you see, Yeshua is resurrected. Yeshua, the grave is empty. That's truth. Yeshua conquered death. That's truth. Oh, I need to see the evidence. Okay, that's... You want, to, you want to see something to make sure it's true. But there's a higher level. Yeshua conquered death. Yeshua conquered death. 
I believe that this, you know, having to just believe what I see, I'm only going to believe it if I see it. I'm only going to believe it if I see it. I believe it if I see it. That's a counterfeit of truth. We walk by faith and not by sight. Seeing by sight is observing what's true. Walking by faith is believing the truth. Believing what's true based on sight is a counterfeit. And you know what? The enemy is a counterfeiter. The enemy is a counterfeiter. We see that in this Torah portion. Moses, throw your staff down. It's going to become a snake, a serpent. Magicians are able to emulate it. Turn the water into blood. Musician, magicians are able to emulate it. Frogs, magicians are able to emulate it. He's a counterfeit. The enemy knows how to counterfeit. And what is a counterfeit? A counterfeit is something that resembles the truth, that resembles the real thing, but really isn't. And Satan is good at doing that. He's good at making something that's not the second best, but it's not right, quite right. That's what a drug is. It's a counterfeit. See, if I say, like, what's the counterfeit of joy, of happiness? Like, I think a lot of people would respond to me with not a counterfeit, but the opposite. Like, if I say, what's the counterfeit of happiness? You might say, depression. No. The counterfeit of happiness, of joy, is intoxication. Do you know what I'm saying? It emulates it. It's not the opposite of it. It emulates it. And for every kingdom reality, I believe that there is a demonic or fleshly counterfeit. I remember when I was going to a New York Yankees World Series game and I was on the George Washington Bridge without tickets with Sue. And we stopped on the bridge to buy tickets. That was $400 I'll never see again. Because I know, Peter, I know. Rub it in, why don't you? Because once I went to that turnstile and handed in those tickets, the guy that was supposed to take tickets, he knew pretty immediately that they weren't real. But they sure looked real. Counterfeit. The devil can counterfeit pretty good. Keep us distracted. I mean, look at the story of Korah. Korah goes and rebels against Moses. And what does he say? We're all holy. What's wrong with that? Makes sense. Counterfeit. God was doing something else by raising up the high priest and putting them in a special position. But Korah brought forth something that was true. We're all holy. All God's people are holy. But it wasn't truth. He's a counterfeiter. I remember when Val once said that, and it really stuck with me. Val once said that the counterfeit of spiritual discernment. Everybody know what spiritual discernment is? One of the spiritual gifts. If you don't know what it is, then come to my Chavara group starting this Tuesday where we're going to start to go over the spiritual gifts. 
we'll eventually get to discernment. But it's a spiritual gift to be able to discern. Remember Val once said, the twist of discernment is suspicion. And that registered with me. It's a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit. It may feel like the same thing that you're being discerning, but it's not the same thing. Suspicion is of the flesh. Discernment is of the spirit. In fact, I have to say that emotions is a counterfeit of the spirit. And our feelings often is a counterfeit of the spirit. And sometimes it's hard to differentiate. Because if we're people of God and we feel strongly about a certain way, we very easily ascribe it to the Holy Spirit. But is it? He's a counterfeiter. I'm waiting on the Lord. You know what the counterfeit of waiting on the Lord is? It's, it's laziness. It's Im, Im, immobile, being immobile. It's lethargy. It may feel holy, but I'm waiting on the Lord. Well, not if the Lord's telling you to go and you're afraid to go where you don't want to go. It may appear holy. It may have a veneer of holy. But if you pull it back, it's a counterfeit. And we always need to be mindful of that. We always need to be mindful of the twisting that can happen in spirit. It might be true that a relationship is being challenged. It might be true that somebody hurt you like we spoke about last week might be true, but truth is you are beloved by God. That's truth. And I believe God wants us to ascend to the level of truth. Because the level of true is, is it has a limitation. It's got a limitation. The level of truth is infinite, and it's eternal. Son of man, can these dry bones live? Well, based on what I see, they're pretty dead. They're pretty dry and stinky and fetid. And lifeless. The Spirit said, no, no, son of man, can these bones live? Prophesy to them. Go higher. Don't limit to empirical things, evidence. Son of man, can these bones live? I don't think so. No, the Spirit says, speak to these bones. Why would I do such a thing? Why would I speak to something that's dead? It's dead. If it's dead, it's dead. The Spirit said, no, you're looking at it through your eyes. You're looking at it and you're speaking about what might be true, but it's not my truth. Speak to those dry bones and they will come alive. I will pour my spirit into it. 
truth. May we dwell, may we understand, may we live in the realm, may we seek, may we reach for the realm of truth. You know, I spoke about those who peel back the veil of society or government or peel back the veil of society and government. You know, the scripture talks about one particular time where somebody did peel back the veil and it was the prophet Elisha when his servant was a little concerned about all these people that were against them and all these chariots. And, and prophet Elisha said that may his eyes be open, may he see behind the veil so he knows that there's more with us than there is with them. That is seeing truth. And he peels the veil and there are chariots of fire and horses surrounding the prophet. May we always see truth. Truth about our situations. Truth about our circumstances. Truth. Well, when I look at the bills that are mowed this month and I look at the amount in my bank account, the amount in my bank account is less than the amount that I owe. Okay, that's true. But truth is God is my provider. And I ain't homeless. And he's never failed me yet like the song. And he's going to pull through. And I don't know how it's going to be, but somehow he's going to provide. And these things are going to get paid. Truth over true. So what is truth? Let's ask ourselves that question. As we go through life, as circumstance hits us, let's take it up a notch. Let's take it up a level. Let's go higher. Let's go higher. Let's go higher, body. If I was a pastor, I would go, let's go higher, church. Let's go higher. Let's go higher. Let's do that. Let's go higher. Let's go higher. Let's believe higher. Let's expect higher. Let's not be drawn down to the limitations of what we see. We walk by faith and not by sight. And let's believe for that higher. Where the truth sets you free. Thank you, Father. In Yeshua's name, amen. You know, we are supposed to praise him and worship him in spirit and truth. Why don't we just raise up a little praise in spirit and in truth as we close this out. Hallelujah. 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 Spirit and in truth. Thank you, Father. Let us, let us reach for that. Let us not ever forget that there's truth above our true. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And give us true discerning eyes to see the counterfeit when it's presented to us versus the reality of Yeshua. Give us discerning eyes. I speak over this place, and I'm, we're going to be doing it every other week. I speak the gift of discernment over everyone here in Yeshua's name. You know what the problem is with people's interpretation of what the gift of discernment is? It's always about the evil. It's always about the evil. 
It's like the woke over here and the awakened over here. It's like it's always about the evil. It's never good. Like the people that believe in discernment of spirits is more like, well, I'm going to identify evil spirits. What about good? What about good? What about good? How about discerning what's of God? Not just discerning what's of the devil. Let's get better at that. I speak the spiritual gift of discernment in this place. That's an important one. I speak the spiritual gift of discernment over this place. It's so much more than we think. And it's so much needed in this polarized environment to discern spirit. Discernment of spirits. Yes, I speak it over this place. In Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.